Welcome everyone to the podcast that brings you TV and movie discussion every Tuesday and game discussion every Friday. The Nerdy Useless Topic Society, better known as... Nuts! Because we're nuts! Yeah! Because we're nuts! <laughs> I guess... <laughs> trying out different... Thanks, Chris! Trying out different things. Yes. So, uh, my name is Joe, I'm one of your co-hosts. And I am Chris, the other co-host that just got scolded. Well, yeah. Yes. Every day. <laughs> and this is what yes. I have to deal with. But yes, how's it how's it going, Chris? Oh, good. It was a fun weekend. Saw Captain Marvel. We're going to be talking about that a lot. And there was actually a lot of news for like Friday into Saturday. So we've we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so we'll get into the news quick and then we'll break down how we're going to discuss Captain Marvel because that's a lot of what our show is focusing on. Yeah. The first bit this is this episode. Yes. Sorry. This episode. Not oh, I don't think we could do an entire show just on Captain Marvel. Well, maybe we could. Either way. So movie news wise, they discussed James Bond the James Bond twenty five, the Obviously, the new movie that's coming out with Daniel Craig, they're filming in Italy. They're they're filming that big action scene that's always at the beginning of every James Bond movie in Italy. Not it's not a surprise because because they always do something international. In with Spectre, yeah. I think they were in Mexico, Mexico City. Yeah, that was the uh, like Day of the Dead parade, yeah. right? That was in all their marketing. Yeah. So I love James Bond. I love the movies. I actually, I didn't think I'd like Daniel Craig at first when he was first announced, but I like him as James Bond. So I'm excited to see what happens with this movie. Quick question, uh-huh. Joe. Uh, of the Daniel Craig ones, which one do you prefer, Skyfall or Casino Royale? That's hard. Probably Skyfall. They're close, but mm. I would probably say Skyfall. Silva? Yes. <laughs> he, he takes the cake <laughs> one of the best movie theater experiences i had was just watching him <laughs> but like, yeah he is exactly this person that we know yeah be- because of our friend and his reaction to it but but yes. yeah that's that's coming out next year so i'm excited for that and yep. then other movie news is so the movie called us which is made by Jordan, Jordan Peele. Yep, Jordan Peele. It's, it's gotten some early reviews or, or, or early reactions. And surprisingly to me, everything is quite positive for it. Yeah, I think some people were concerned that his like get out would, would be like the pinnacle and then he wouldn't be able to do that again. Uh, and people were scared he'd be like um, Shyamalan of, of doing like one or two and then just fall apart but yeah the reviews have been saying it's you know it's distinct enough that it's not just like oh you're seeing get out with like a family it's it's different um it's got a weird creepy feel to it more like a thriller that get out was yeah and a thriller meets horror yep i'm and honestly i've well i feel like horror stories are are big risk they they can either be sometimes really good but most of the time i feel like they're really bad that's why i usually am like iffy with these kind of stories but this these reactions actually make me think i may go see it when it comes out on the 22nd 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, uh, I would rate it so far at the hype level for me is opening weekend. Maybe if not opening night, like I want to see it opening weekend. Yeah. No, same. I pro I, I don't know if I'll go opening night. It's a possibility, but I'll probably go opening weekend just because. So, but those are the two big pieces of movie news. Uh, I also have Captain Marvel's box office numbers, but we can actually discuss that when we get really into Captain Marvel. Yeah, that sounds good. I know there's some TV news. Um, just the other day when we recorded, we talked about how the trailer for Game of Thrones dropped that day. And now I know you have some information about that. Yeah, the the trailer for Game of Thrones season eight broke all of HBO's records for the most views in a 24 hour period, which it got 80, 81 million views in 24 hours. Jeez. Yeah. The previous record was actually the season premiere trailer of Game of Thrones season seven, which that <laughs> that had 61 million views in a day. So season eight beat it by 20 million views. Yeah, so all you have to do to build up hype is just say, hey, our show will be back in two years instead of exactly, one. Exactly. With the, Everyone will freak out. And just, you know, make one of the best also, series ever made. But that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> just also be an amazing story and uh, this amazing TV yeah, show. It's that easy. It's not difficult at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then then my last piece on that with with regards to Game of Thrones is that the the actor that plays the Night King did an interview or a little talk where one of the big things that he mentioned was that the Night King is after a very specific target that he wants to kill. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Night King does and where they take that this coming season. Yeah, I... You know, there's there's no there's all theories as to who he wants to kill, and I'm sure it'll be made clear during the show. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I if I was betting, if it was one person, I would have to assume Bran just because he's like the three eyed raven. So if he's able to, you know, turn him and then basically have the power of like a dragon and someone who could go into the past and like we've seen with him with Hodor, like affect the future, then he would be pretty much like unstoppable. Uh, so I don't know. That's what I think. I, I would agree. I think Bran is probably the most likely can candidate just because of the things that you mentioned. The only other people I can see is like there, there would be, have to be someone else that specifically ties to his backstory of reasons why he wants kill kill them. I don't see him wanting to, to kill John or John being his target. I feel like John's just in his way of what he wants. So yeah. That, collateral damage. Yeah. Cause if he wanted to kill John, like that, that scene where he was rising all the dead Northern men, that epic stare down, I feel like he would have just thrown a spear at John right there and ended him. Mm -hmm. So, there's someone bigger. I, I could definitely see Bran. I'm not. I'm not sure who else it could be, honestly. Because I, like, I was like thinking yeah. Cersei, Daenerys. They don't really. I don't think they fit either. Yeah, or it could be you know a complete 
you know, blindside. I think that's going to be the feel, honestly, for this season. Like, we're going in with so many theories and things, and we're like, this is going to happen. This maybe like one or two of the 10 or 50 happen. No, that's how it always works. I, yeah. you, you, the, I think one of the good signs of storytelling and using trailers effectively is making the trailers make you think one thing and things happen completely different. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I like I, that you said that. So yeah, Game of Thrones, a lot coming out. Uh, the other TV news I saw was Disney Plus, Disney's streaming service. that's going to launch sometime this year. I think it's supposed to launch in the summer or June. I could be mistaken, but some t- it's launching this year. They said that every Disney feature from Snow White through, uh, I guess, Ralph Breaks the Internet is the most recent one released. I'm sure then, obviously, Frozen 2 will be on it as well. Yes. But, uh, and all the Marvel movies as well will be on there. So it makes me think, like, some of the more obscure ones, like, you can see, like, you know, The Rescuers or some of the ones from the 80s and before, like the uh, the Black Cauldron or things like that will all be on there. Um, movies that have gone into their vault, like the Disney vault that they do to kind of market and say this movie's only out for a couple months. Um, everything's going to be on there. So that'll be cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're sticking to their guns of nothing higher than PG-13. So you'll see Star Wars. You'll see Marvel. You'll see all the Disney movies, uh, pirates, all their things. I just know uh, Deadpool. My guess is, yeah, it'll be the Christmas Deadpool that was PG thirteen. Yeah, no, I would agree. I still feel like the wise decision would be for them to to find put the Christmas Deadpool on there, but put the real Deadpool on Hulu. Yeah, because they have such a major stake in Hulu. I think that should be. Hulu is their place for anything that we can't put on our Disney Plus. I hope they do, do some sort of package with them when when they figure all this out because I would like some more like more adult rated content like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I would like them to keep the the style of the Netflix Defenders series maybe done a, a little bit better with some of the characters. But like, man, I'm if they don't do the Punisher and and make it like and a mature rating that's just going to ruin everything. Yeah. You can't do that character in like a PG 13 setting really well. I think, I mean, they'll do as good of a job as they can, but now that we have seen like a really hard, mature punisher, it's going to just be compared to that then. Yep, exactly. So they, they've, if I were them, like, obviously I'm not a big business guy, but put it on Hulu, bundle them together and everyone will be happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, like I said, it's a lot of news. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I also, I don't want to forget one thing, because we didn't we didn't mention something DC. Arrow is ending the, after season eight. So that's next year. It's swan song. Yeah, so we'll, all the season, like, season finales are coming out in May for the Arrow first so to speak with um the flash supergirl arrow all the other shows so that's something that people should pay attention to if you're interested in in those shows because they'll obviously hint at what's happening next and then we'll see what happens after after arrow is done yeah yeah it'll be i think it'll be 
now that they know they're going to cancel, they'll go out on a high note. They usually try to wrap things up, maybe like a small cliffhanger, but nothing, nothing major. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Like ne- next year is when everything will really get shaken up. Yeah. But eight seasons is a, is a good solid run for a TV show. I mean, that's definitely, no, I agree. definitely successful. And it was the flagship of their DC television universe. So, you know, who knows? And maybe he'll still show up like in a cameo in some other shows if they still continue on on like the flash and legends of what is it? Legends Legend of tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see him like showing up once or twice still after. Oh yeah, like he it was a good show. I mean, it's it's got the possibility. We'll see what happens in season 8. The, and the fact that they did so well with starting out with a character like Green Arrow, like DC for all the flack that I give it for its movies, it does its its shows for the most part really well. And I think that's mainly because they don't make it tie into the movies. Exactly. It's its own little universe. Yeah. So that's all the news that I've got for this week, which admittedly is a lot. (laughs) It was. uh, That's why I was surprised because we recorded last one on what Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So usually like a lot of the stuff comes out early in the week. And the fact that we got so much on a Thursday and Friday was, you know, I was uh, a little shocked. Yeah, no, I agree. So now we're going to today's episode is going to be covering Captain Marvel in its entirety because Chris and I both have seen it this past weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over a non-spoiler version of our review at the very beginning and then we'll switch over to a full spoiler review. We'll warn you before we start that discussion and we'll talk about like what we thought of the movie specifically plot points that we liked and didn't like. And then we'll go into what we think the future holds because of the movie now. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right in. So without getting any details, how, how did you like the movie first and foremost? So as, as a movie, as a singular story, I liked it. I thought it, it I thought it was a typical Marvel Marvel movie. Again, I won't get into any specific plot points. It had some pa- pacing issues, I think. Um, it had some. There were some times where the effects looked a little weird to, to me, but overall, I think it did well with certain character development. It, it was slow at certain points. But when when it picked up, like there was a lot to cover, admittedly, and they got some of the character development well. I think they did well with showing a a strong female character because obviously this is meant to be more of a centric female a centric female movie. It was released on International Women's Day, so they want something for girls to, to look up to. But it doesn't also throw that in your face all the time. It's not, it, it's there, but it's not annoyingly there, if you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, if I had to say, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't the top, the the top tier of the Marvel movies, but I would say it was it was like just below that. I, it was really good for me, uh, and I think there was the same. 
complaints. I see where, like, I understand where some people said there were some pacing issues with certain scenes and certain characters, like, that kind of just slowed down what was happening. But, like you said, it reminded me a lot of the Phase 1 Marvel movies when it was introducing Iron Man, Thor, Cap, Hulk, and uh, even the more recent ones of, like, Doctor Strange having his, like, uh, origin movie, whereas, like, Spider-Man and Black Panther had the benefit of being introduced the movies in prior movies, like Civil War. Uh, so they've done things a little differently. And Guardians is just, like, in a league of its own with, here's five weird random characters you don't know, and you're going to love them by the end. Um, yep. This definitely just reminded me a lot more of phase one. Like you said, it's uh, some clunky spots here and there, uh, but overall, and yeah, it was really strong that the female centric uh, movie was not in your face. I think like if you had to compare it to like a DC, like wonder woman, I think, and I enjoyed wonder woman a lot. And I think there was more lines in wonder woman about like, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but it's like, Oh, you can't do that. You're a girl. And there's only like a few of those lines in Wonder Woman. There wasn't like a lot. And it was definitely about female empowerment. This one, I like she was um, I don't think there was any lines or anything like Th- that. There were there were some lines like oh. that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think also as a character, I don't think this is a spoiler. I, I think she was trying to go for it's like almost she came across to me as a mix between a female version of Tony and cap because she was like snarky. She had like a lot of confidence, but she was also, uh, you know, I, you know, very, um, you know, similar to how cap is very patriotic and trying to be selfless. I think she was, yeah, she was relatively, she was selfless, uh, but also still being like sarcastic and quippy like Tony is, um, so, but yes, I really liked it. I agree with you in the sense that she kind of does re- remind me of Captain America. She, her movie and her attitude during the movie felt a lot like Captain America, Captain America's attitude when he first had his movie. Like, it's very gold standard. Everything has to be like perfect, everything has to follow specific rules like code yeah code there you go That's- yeah he was altruistic and i think she was the same way very selfless yeah i think th- in, in my opinion i think that her uh, there she had good parts brie lawson she had she had good parts in the movie where she was funny and then i think at some points in the movie her personality kind of dulled down and i don't know why that happened but it just felt to me like certain scenes she was like great and then certain scenes she was like just like a rock or something it, it wasn't horrible but i think that it changed quite a bit on some scenes be interesting then to see like when the movie comes out they do the commentary if she's on the commentary just you know just to have her describe what's going on yeah what her process yeah was. i would like to see that because generally she seemed funny in the movie i don't i don't think she did a bad job at all no, I think, yeah, we're saying like some things not like as they were negative. It's just like, you know, things that just kind of stood out in an otherwise really strong movie. Yeah, 
Um, and then to me, the the people that really s- stole the show were Samuel L. Jackson, Goose the Cat, and the the individual that plays the scroll. I always forget his name. The the main villain. Yeah, uh, Talos. Talos. Yes, those three were like they were like the biggest thing to me. Like they are the biggest reason why I love the movie. I know that that's not a great thing when Brie Lawson isn't the biggest thing why I love the movie, but they still helped bring a strong, good character development and everything like that. Yeah, I think it's still definitely like, you know, you don't question whether it's her movie or their movie. They don't take away from it. They just make it better. I think I agree that it was like, if I had to pick three other characters that were the highlight of the movie, it would be, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, Goose, the cat and Talos, the villain. And I remember going in to seeing some of the preview, uh, like press tweets and stuff saying like, you know, you're going to love the cat and you're going to love Talos, the villain. And we <laughs> went into the theater and left and we were like, they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So it, it was good. I like I said in the beginning, I think it was a middle of the road Marvel movie. And that's not a bad thing. Like Marvel movies like have generally even the worst of them have ranked decently well. Yeah. Looked over the like some I think it's the Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, which is a whole thing, but they had all the different movies and I think the lowest rated one was Incredible Hulk with like a 65 or so. And the Metacritic is like the average of all major reviews. And, but the average like Marvel movie is typically in the eighties or nineties range. So when they're making quality movies consistently, you know, if this is in the middle or middle high range, it's still a really good movie. Yeah. You know, DC's films can't say the same thing right now. Like they're just all over the place. Oh yeah, I still think it's better than most of the DC films. I yeah, I think Wonder Woman is was a better movie than this, honestly. But oh, I disagree. That's that's fine. I yes. I liked Wonder Woman better, but um, as far as Captain Marvel goes, I think she's better than all the other ones. I have I honestly haven't seen Aquaman, so I can't say all of them, but any of the other ones that DC movies that I've seen in the DCU, I, I think that Captain Marvel's better than them. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the, anything, anything else you'd want to talk about in the non-spoiler? No, I, I I like the uh, music choice. Oh yeah. It was set in the, they did a good job with the nineties setting. Cause I don't think this is like, I'm not saying anything no. spoiler, but obviously it takes place in the nineties. It wasn't in your face, but there was enough subtlety um, and a few things like that was, that was really strong. So, you know, the one scene from the trailer where she crashes into like blockbuster yeah. like that, how it played out in the movie was really funny. Um, there's some music involved with the movie, uh, like no doubts. I'm just a girl. Was it? Yeah, I'm just a girl. Uh, Nirvana was it? Come as you are. Mm-hmm. That was in there. Uh, I know there's there's more too. Like it was, it wasn't in your face that it was like, hey, this takes place in the '90s. Like, look at all this stuff. We're gonna cram in a million references. It was definitely more subtle, but I thought it was really well done. No, I love the '90s theme. See, I th- 
to me personally, I think they put it more in your face than you're saying, but I don't think it was overbearing. It was definitely like, this is the 90s. Here's a blockbuster. Here's all these like random things that you would have seen in the 90s. But I, I think it played out well. It was, they provided some funny moments and they provided some like nostalgia moments for people like our age who grew up in that in that time it 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 was cool i liked their song choice for for the most part i think it did really well i think there were some songs that were out of place but nothing awful and then i i just think that i love the 90s aspect to it. it it just brought back memories i thought it was cool I, I will say, I think they made some dumb decisions and some plot points that they made. I'll cover that in the spoiler review. But I think they could have done better. But that it's what happens when you have to tread when you're doing a movie in the past. And you're trying to also link it up to movies that take place in the future. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think that they're there were some better choices that they could have made, but it happens. Like I said, when you make a movie that's in the set in the past, that's, that's really what I got. I would say it's worth seeing in the theaters though, for sure. Worth seeing. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, you know, the space battles looked really cool. Uh, the visual effects I think were, were well done. I agree though. Like you said, there's a couple that look a little hokey, but overall, the visual effects were really well done. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's that's our non-spoiler review. Definitely. Yeah, I would go see it. Yeah, if you if you have the time, definitely go see it. it it's it's worth your while. Um, take the family and whatnot. But yeah. So now we're going to get into our spoiler review. So if you have not seen it yet, I would pause this. Go watch it, and then come back. Yes, just so you know. Spoilers. Lots and lots of spoilers. I don't I don't think people know, Chris. I don't think you made it clear. Hey, I just wanted to make it very clear that we're about to spoil <laughs> the movie. Uh, okay. Uh, so first things first. I'm going to... I can't believe everyone died. I know. Even Jon Snow made an appearance. They killed him off right yeah. away. Thank God Superman was yeah. there. But then Batman killed him. <laughs> and then I took off my VR goggles and I realized I just watched Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Uh, <laughs> People would be so pissed. I'd, I'd be so happy. But uh, yeah. so well, oh, I also didn't mention this. And you know what? It, it, I didn't mention this in the, spoil, the spoiler free review, but... People can listen to this after they watch the movie. They're, the movie made on Friday $61 million. So, yeah. So, I think I read that it was, if it holds pace and it makes like $150 million on opening weekend or something, it'll be the seventh ranked Marvel movie, which is kind of exactly where around where I'd put it, probably. Yeah. If you had to rank them all. Yeah. I, yeah, it would probably go somewhere around there. Yes, yeah, I actually kind of want to talk to you about rankings with that a little bit later, but let's go more into our in-depth review of this. 
So okay. what was your thoughts on them doing this? This movie seemed kind of different than a lot of Marvel movies with the 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 backstory as in they did it to where it was piecing Carol having to piece together her memory. And it was like a sort of like a detective movie where Carol eventually got with fury and they were doing all these adventures as she was trying to piece together what had happened to her or her past. What did you think of that style? I thought it was good because it was one of the, like I didn't realize it until halfway through the movie. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is like a straight up detective movie. And they haven't really done that. Like I think every movie that they've done has had like, Oh, we need to find this. We need to find X. And then they like go searching for something and they find it. But this definitely felt more like that because it had to deal with her identity. Whereas no other character I can think of in the MCU so far has had like straight up amnesia that she couldn't remember. And I thought that was well done. I think it would have been worse, honestly, if it was like just her, the fact they'd made it into like a buddy cop with Samuel L. Jackson definitely made it, I think more enjoyable because it was still like she was on a mission and I would never think that like Samuel L. Jackson would be almost like the comic relief character. Yeah. And they did so well with, de-aging both Samuel L. Jackson and Coulson in the movie. Oh my gosh. I freaked out every time Coulson was on screen. I like, I'm like hitting Jamie in the leg. I'm like, look, it's Coulson. <laughs> it's Coulson. But, <laughs> it's like, just so happy to see him. On oh screen. my God. I know. I think they did really well. It was a good idea to put fury and captain Marvel together because I think that they worked together, like in the times that they were together, Jackson seemed to get something good out of Brie, Brie Lawson. And, and those moments were very funny. But if we want to go like scene by scene from the beginning, like and tell yeah. what we thought, like obviously it first started when Carol uh, yes. was training, right? Yeah, I was going to say, can we just put this in here now just because it was the moment that made us all choke up and it had nothing to do with the movie itself? Yeah. The Stan Lee first cameo was different than any other Stan Lee cameo because they had the Marvel title with all the usual different clips from the Marvel movies that play in the letters but it was all Stanley footage, not just him as in his all of his cameos, but some behind the scenes stuff. I saw him with like directors, Kevin Feige behind the, just as some of the actors and it just rolled the music like it was just almost overwhelming in like a positive way. And then there was the 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 title fades and then just is black screen and the text comes up saying, thank you, Stan. And I don't know if it's just the way the movie was supposed to start or if it was like after that fades, there was in our theater, like a couple seconds before the first scene opens with her, like on the battlefield or whatever that was like in the firefight. But it was like a moment of silence. And I want to think it was intentional. I think it's in, I think it was intentional, but it was, I agree with you. It was really well done. It got a huge ovation in the theater that I was in. 
And I'm just so glad that they did it. He, he's responsible for obviously us doing this, sh the show here, reviewing these movies and all the MCU and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm very glad that they did it and did it so well. I guess we can like, besides him, because again, that was well done. We can talk, yeah. we can talk about just after that, the beginning of the movie with the firefight. And with like her training and the reveal of the Supreme Intelligence, who I did not think was going to be in the movie. But yeah, I thought they did a good job with it. It was different, but it was well done, I think. <laughs> I so so I don't they didn't really explain the Supreme Intelligence in the movie, no. which I mean, it would have been a simple explanation. The, the Supreme Intelligence is composed of all, like, uh, the, some of the smartest Kree, when they die, they throw their brain into it. And in, in the comics, it's like this big floating Zordon type of head. Um, but they, they did it to where, obviously, you have to link up and you see who you most admire or something from the supreme intelligence i i thought it was okay it it felt a little weird because i never knew like at the end like this is skipping way past the past everything at the end when carol was trying to break free i never felt any sense of like oh she's going to kill the supreme intelligence because she's literally just hooked up to a machine the the Supreme Intelligence can leave anytime it wants. So I thought it was okay, but could have been done better. Yeah. I I see yeah. I rec yeah, I see your complaints or, you know, the way it could have been done. I think, you know, if it gets greenlit for a sequel, we'll see more of that. And that kind of goes it's spoiler. So I think that goes into the ending. We'll see. I think if they do a sequel, it'll be not a direct follow-up to whatever's after Endgame, but it'll be what's in between. And I think we'll see more of this like Kree and Skrull war if uh, in a sequel or something like that. So I think we get those answers in another movie. Yeah, no, I agree. You have to, you have to give Ronan more time, like because he did nothing in this movie. Because he says this is getting way too ahead, but he says that he's going to come back for her. So you want to see more. And you just got to explore this, these 20 years or of her being gone and fighting in this Kree scroll war after she, she meets with the Supreme intelligence and they, they go off to this mission to, to rescue their secret agent. And then all the, the scroll to like turn on them because like they were all disguised as these, these civilians, then you had it to where basically Cap Captain Marvel gets captured and she they read her mind and all that stuff. That's when you got introduced to to the scrolls, which at that point you're thinking they're bad guys. Yeah, I loved that twist. Like <laughs> I just thought it was yeah, I thought that was really strong and well done. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just talk about the scrolls cuz they were I wasn't expecting that. Like the, the the trailers made me think that 
but everyone think really that they were going to be all these big villains and you heard mm-hmm. about Talos being bad and you're like how is he playing such a good villain for a scroll and it turns out that the reason why is because he's actually a good guy yeah and i like how he owned uh towards the end like he's like look i know i'm not a i'm no hero like i've my hands are dirty too like, i'm not a good guy but i just want like what's right for my family and you still view him like not necessarily as a hero but you don't view him definitely then as a villain and i love though you said it earlier when we were talking about game of thrones they were like reflected into this it was like how they've they show you know a good trailer makes you think one thing is going to happen and then the opposite happens and that's what this movie did they made you think okay you're going to go see secret invasion go see it and she's going to fight scrolls because that like that was in the trailer hey here's an old lady they can shape shift Here's the secret invasion. She's going to have to fight off. And then it was, oh, who's going to be a scroll? And that's not even like a thing now because, you know, they're not doing well, not secret now. invasion <laughs> now. Yeah. I mean, they set it up. I, I think so. The scrolls are introduced. Their abilities are introduced. If they ever do in the future, a secret invasion, everyone will be able to like easily get on board because they'll be like, oh, okay, they came to Earth in the 90s, so if something happens, there's been opportunities for a generation or more, but whenever the movie would come out, uh, to kind of infiltrate. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Like, Feige came out with this quote saying basically that, yeah, just because these guys were good doesn't mean every scroll is good. They all have, they all have morals yeah. or complexity like any human so you'll find that there's a bad lot in some of the good and and i can see that playing out like they're giving themselves 20 years of play time to where anything could have happened between what carol's doing out fighting trying to to solve the kree scroll war and then just the extra scrolls that are on the planet you can still do a secret invasion type of storyline it's just a matter of how yeah. how and when they present it. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they did it and they didn't necessarily include uh, Carol, like Captain Marvel, in it. Like if it was, say, Avengers 5 or something like that and she's not involved like for most of the movie or something like that and it's like people that haven't had the experience with them and then like she comes in the second half and it's like explains it all. But I'm, I'm just like thinking that off the top of my head. Like imagine if there was a secret invasion – because this took place in what ninety five, yeah. And if it came out in like twenty twenty or so, like the movies timelines generally line up with the year they're released, typically. Yeah. Um, so imagine if it came out 2020, 2021, and you see like you know, assuming these people are all alive, who knows after Endgame, but Doctor Strange, uh, like the Earth based heroes, so Doctor Strange, Spider Man, um. You know, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Bucky, all them. Yeah. But yeah, we'll just count out Tony and Cap just for, you know, yep. whatever happens with them. But they go up against like Secret Invasion. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. No, I I think there's a possibility. I, I, I think that the Secret Invasion arc, it's too good for them not to do. I just think that they need to give it time to let people forget a little bit and then introduce it. Yeah. Especially wait, maybe wait till you get the X-Men 
or Fantastic Four involved. And then, yeah, that would be good. And then you have even more characters to play with and more like shift, like Mystique, for example, can do that sort of thing in X-Men. So it's more commonplace for them to see it. So I think that they could do a lot. But as far as the movie itself, like they nailed, they nailed the scrolls. Like I was really, really impressed. They were the shining thing to me, like in that movie, they, they were, I thought one of the best parts, if not the best part. Yeah. The, like I said before in the spoiler free, like the visual effects, they look like they just came right out of the comics. Like it was so well done. Um, and they were funny. Like Talos was hilarious. The, uh, what was it? The one line he said, like when they're holding up the cat goose, and he's <laughs> oh, like, that's a yeah. flurkin. <laughs> what, no. He's like, why are you scared of a cat? He's like, that's a very dangerous. It's not a cat. <laughs> and then like, yeah. Or like other lines, uh, like when they're in the ship going into space towards the climax and they're just, I think it was like Sam Jackson or, her friend are like, so could you turn into uh, like a chair? Could you turn into like a <laughs> filing, a filing cabinet? Why would I turn like, to a filing cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> that, that made me laugh like so hard. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was just, they were definitely a highlight of the movie. Yeah. The scrolls. And done uh, well. another thing that I'll, I'll say was done well was, like I said before, Sam Jackson and the cat, the cat wasn't like a huge over the top thing. Like the, the trailers said it was going to be goose, but just the, the reveal, you knew it was coming, but the reveal when he ate the soldiers and the Tesseract, which we'll talk about later. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. And the fact that Sam Samuel L. Jackson was just holding him and just like always trying to like <laughs> here kitty kitty. I loved it. I loved the relationship. Yeah. I liked the, as soon as he, he had a throwaway line um, in like the middle of the movie saying about the cat and he used the word trust. He's like, yeah, I trust this cat or something like that. He used the word trust. And it was like red flag immediately for me. Cause I remember from winter soldier, he's like, last time I trust someone, yeah. I lost an eye. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be the cat or, or something related to the cat. If it's not the cat, then it's like he was doing something with the cat and someone attacks him. And then of course at the end, when he's holding, as soon as it goes into his, the camera is in his perspective. You're like, okay, here it comes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people are upset. They're like, Oh, well, how is that? Like, why doesn't he get it treated? Or like, look, I don't think they're going to, it, it was just like a little thing for the fans. And I think it's like, okay, the science behind it will probably be bacteria or something. And that'll yeah. be all. We I mean, need. some people have gone as far to say that it ruined the line in winter soldier for them be- because it was the cat that got rid of his eye. I, I don't think it was that bad of a, dis- a decision. I-, I don't think it was, I don't know. I don't think it was the best, but at the same time, it's not like Nick Fury has never like, over dramatize something to get the Avengers motivated when he talked about Coulson and all that to get them to come together in the first Avengers movie. He over dramatizes, if that's a word, things 
to to get people motivated. I I I can see the perspective where it takes some of the meaning out of the Winter Soldier line, but I also don't think it's that big of a deal. No, I I, I you know I just think it was a, a fun little way, and also they're like, oh well, you know, he was they they went into his whole history uh, as a person like in that little bar interrogation scene and you get a lot of his backstory and he was still like a younger go-getter person and i think after that like it's you know 20 years before or 23 years before avengers and it's before he becomes like more cynical and uh you know he is still kind of younger and more trusting you know it was just like a fun little thing like i i will say i wasn't a fan like some of the parts of the movie felt really slow to me like I, I just thought that it, it just drug on a little bit and then all of a sudden they were like gave Carol her her powers, her like full blown binary powers that we talked about last episode. What and I was like, why are you giving her this much power now? <laughs> I get that they want her to be powerful for endgame, but Giving her binary at the beginning, I don't know. I wasn't quite a fan of that. You know, I think that was stuff that was even like teased in a way in the uh, in the trailers. It, like looking back at it now, knowing it what was, it was. Yep. Uh, so now we know because they've said, "Oh, well, maybe she'll be the one that." And uh, you know, I still don't think it's going to be like just an easy like she's going to just blast him and that'll be it. But it's still going to be a tough. Whatever happens, it'll be a tough battle. Yeah, I mean. She's uh, not powerful enough to beat Thanos on her own. Not, like, regardless of her having binary, in, in the comics, at least, she's fought him. Thanos, if I'm not mistaken, without the gauntlet, in binary, and Thanos shit on her, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, what did you think of the twist, not just with the scrolls being not the main villains, but also the fact that Jude Law, Watson himself, mm-hmm. and the other Kree, much like Ronan, they're painting a picture that the Kree are all bad guys now. So what was what are your thoughts on the Kree switcheroo? I so I knew it was going to happen. Like and I was fine with that because the the second I heard that the guy's name was Yagron, like how we yeah. talked about last episode. I was like, okay, he's a bad guy. I already know. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they named Lawson as like, I knew Lawson was going to be Marvel because in the comics, I, and I left this out when we talked about it intentionally, thinking this might happen. In the comics, when Marvel first came to the planet, he accidentally killed someone named Lawson and so disguised himself as Lawson. Yeah, so they just gender swapped him with uh, Annette Benning, who played uh, Dr. Lawson. Yep, Dr. Lawson and the Supreme Intelligence in a, in a way. Um, but I, I thought it was, it was fine. I thought the... If you don't have an in-depth knowledge of the, of the comics or don't know much about the comics, you wouldn't have... You might not have seen the turn coming. You still know that the Kree aren't great because if you've seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know what happens with the Kree there, like how they're trying to take over and all that stuff. So 
They're essentially like space Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> like how Hydra's always like a bad guy. And in space, the, anytime they, I was excited because I was like, oh, they'll like show a different light on the Kree. And that's how they even marketed it. They're like, yeah, it'll be good because it's not just like fanatics like uh, Ronan, the accuser. And then it's like, well, no, they're they're all kind of dicks. Yeah. No, they are. <laughs> I, like they didn't do anything special with them. Again, this is, I would say this is a movie that doesn't have a good villain. Yeah, if you don't view the scrolls is a villain. That's why I was like, I love the villain. I love the scrolls. Yes. But if you look and I was so upset with that final battle. I said when we were leaving the theater, I was like, I just wish like, you know, she didn't let him just go back. Like I wish she just killed him. I was, I saw some things online that were like, Oh, well that's like a metaphor for he's standing in for all the like trolls online saying like, Oh, you can't, you know, you can't beat me. And she just like uses her powers and kills him. And it's like, Oh, that's like her standing up. But I was like, all right, well, I wish she just killed him. I, I, I will say that, that scene where he's like, you have to prove to me that you can fight me. And she just blasts them. That was funny. I don't need to prove yeah, it. That was funny. I will give you that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, the Cree were such a forgettable type of villain in this. I, you could see the turn. Yeah, you don't know any of their names. You know Minerva, the one female one. I knew yep. her. And then the rest, I was like, oh, there's the guy from Guardians. There's Beardy. And Beardy. There's, <laughs> and there's another yeah. one, the fake hostage from the opening like area, the opening scenes when she gets captured. Yeah. They, they, I, yeah, sorry. I get that they were trying <laughs> to keep that their comic names, but... They were easily to forget. Jan Rog was the biggest one, and he was kind of a. I thought he was kind of bland in personality, and you know, I, I knew he was going to kill Captain or not Captain Marvel, but it, it was it was just forgettable to me. Like so many other villains, they didn't do anything with Ronan, and I wanted them to redeem him, and they did nothing with him. Yeah. He first showed up as like a Jedi hologram and then he shows up at the end just so he was there completely for the, as a plot device, just so she could show, Hey, you know, those ships from like guardians and all those like Kree warships, she's going to fly through and destroy one and go full super saiyan. And it's going to be super easy just so he can leave. And he's that's, she did it. And she did like the one pose from the comics. That was pretty cool. Like, after she did it when she's floating in front of him and he's like, you know, pulled a Luis and just like, back it up. Just, just back it up. <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 let's get the hell up. out of here. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> back for you. But we know he doesn't come yes. back to earth. We know he doesn't. Yeah. So hopefully it's like you said, they do something to where they set the movie while she's away. And like the next, Captain Marvel movie while she's away and she has an encounter with with him because I really think that they they could do something with Ronan. I I just he needs I just want him to be a better villain. Like I feel like he could be, but they don't do. It's a anything. shame because he he kind of mirrors like a, a the opposite of Loki in that if they bring him back for another, he'll be 
next to Loki, the only like recurring and Thanos, the only recurring villain and Loki, like he was okay in the first Thor. Like, you know, it was essentially Henry V in space and no, he was good, but then it got much better in Avengers and then Thor, the dark world. He was like the best part of it because it was like they gave him all these qualities and made you like actually care for this like villain hero anti-hero and you never knew really where his alliances were um and you know ronin if he's in another one it's like ah this guy again like you we still know as little as we did when his first scene was essentially in guardians besides the fact that he just doesn't like other people yeah he defected from the Cree, and that's all we know and he just wants to kill everyone like kill people and and everything so yeah we'll see hopefully hopefully they do something for him because i the Cree need to have something better than what they're they got so far if they're major players in the Cree scroll war the Cree kind of have to be you have to kind of enjoy watching them not just the scrolls um, yeah. And then other things in the movie, like they did reveal, you know, the little kid, her, her name is Monica. Yes. Yeah. The friend's daughter. Yeah. She's actually a superhero in the comics. Yes. I think, uh, you know, they'll keep that in their back pocket. If they want to use her in the future, they'll, I think they'll recast her cause it's 25 years later, but, that that could be a big thing. Yeah, she was the first woman, like first woman to actually bear the Captain Marvel title. Actually, it wasn't wasn't not Carol. Ca- yeah, sorry, wasn't Carol. It was her, <laughs> Lieutenant Trouble. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. They could do a lot of, of things with her. Her her name in comics now is like Photon. So. We'll, we'll okay. see what happens with her. And then oh, there was something else. Oh, yeah. How how did you feel about the Avengers being named after Carol, basically? I thought that was like a nice little thing. It really didn't bother me. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like that. That was like my reaction. It was like, you know, looking at it, it's like, oh, her name was the Avengers. It just sounds better. And what was the protector initiative? Like he was just trying to come up with a name. Um, Yeah. I don't think it'll be like anything brought to light about that again in like any future movies. It's not like, Hey, you're named after me or so maybe an end game when she hears the name Avengers, but I don't, I don't think so. Honestly, it's just gonna, there's so much going to happen in end game. They're not going to waste like any time like that. I would agree. It didn't bother me so much. I didn't even realize it at first. I had to look it up because I couldn't tell what he was looking at. But yeah, she's like, man, they're zooming in. Yeah, that that's plane. what I was like. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? Why are they? I know there's a word here, but I don't see it. <laughs> look, it's a hidden Mickey. I'm pointing it out. <laughs> Damn it. Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Lucky uh, but yeah. So is there anything else you want to say about the movie? I was just going to say the the only other thing really, uh, you know, her friend and her, like I thought that slowed down a little bit, uh, but I mean, it was important to the story and uh, her character kind of coming to terms with that, like, you know, a little, not PTSD, but just, you know, someone who has amnesia, like 
doesn't remember these important moments. Like that was, it was nice. It slowed down the pacing, but it was, it was nice. And Stanley's like actual cameo was really nice. It was him reading the mall rats script from Kevin Smith because he had a cameo in that movie. And so he was reciting his lines from his cameo while cameoing (laughs) in this movie. Like it was, Yeah. yeah, people, cheered for and that was really that nice. that was good and they've got apparently his his scenes in endgame and i think spider-man already like they filmed those so he will be in those as far as i understand yeah i saw is definitely endgame i th- i think spy i think far from home it could be i could be wrong there but i know definitely endgame he's in uh, i guess last thing before we move on and I already have my answer, but do you think they're going to use that same Marvel tag for the other movies this year for Spider-Man and Endgame? Like the Stan Lee tributed Marvel logo? I don't know. I don't think that they'll use it for all of them. I could see them using it for Endgame. I don't know about Spider-Man. I think this is the only one. I think it's like, here, you saw Captain Marvel. This is the first movie post his death. This is our our thank you, our tribute to Stanley here. Endgame is gonna be like this is, you know, you know, everyone like when you think back to like Star Wars, the original trilogy, like everyone who sees Empire Strikes Back and then leaves, like, oh my gosh, I, it's the biggest cliffhanger ever. Like what's gonna happen? And they go see Return of the Jedi. Uh, this is, you know, I think it's gonna be a little better than Return of the Jedi, but it's everyone's wanting to go in and see, okay, what happens next? And as much as I think people would appreciate the little logo with Stan Lee, I think it's going to be the traditional one, uh, like just like uh, infinity war, it'll be silent and it'll just show up and then it'll just turn to dust. And I don't think they would do that if it was Stan Lee. Cause that would send mixed messages. If it was like, here's Stan Lee. And then it turns to dust. Cause he's yeah. dead. I think that would be in like poor taste. And then I think spider, like, you know, if they don't do it for the, for Endgame, then it's like, why do it for Spider-Man? They'll do another like Spider-Man specific thing with Sony because Sony still owns it. So they'll do like the Spider-Man theme song again and something else. But yeah, I think it, this was one and done. Yeah, I could see that for sure, but we'll yeah. see. But as far as, rankings go of this movie i don't have like a specific ranking list i haven't made one when we start doing our end game type of specials we'll talk we'll do that yeah we'll do our ranking of all the mcu movies but i probably would put her this movie on like thor one level probably uh, you liked thor one like i know some people don't like that one so just to clarify yeah. like you enjoyed yeah, I don't think it was a great movie, but I thought it was a good movie. Like so, something yeah. I could enjoy, like get a drink and, and watch, but I don't think it it was amazing either. I like it better than I liked Captain America First Avenger. So, yeah, so that's around the level I'd put it at, honestly. Yeah, I did forget to mention. I went actually yesterday and watched Captain America: The First Avenger. It was on TV on uh, FX, so I like fast forwarded through some of it. But 
rewatched it one because the Tesseract was in it. Cause I was trying to get a clear sense for that timeline because the Tesseract was in and powered and essentially gave, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Gave Carol her powers. Cause it was the ship she was in was powered by the Tesseract. So I, the way I talked about it yesterday, uh, was I think she got her powers the same way the twins got their powers from the mind stone in age of Ultron in that, they got their powers from the infinity stone. Their powers do not reflect the infinity stone. Like it's not something like, Oh, it has to do with mind or her powers have to do with like only space. It's just, that's how, you know, she, she got her powers the same way. Those twins Quicksilver and Scarlet, Witch yeah, did. no, I would, I would agree. She it just was a freak accident. It, it was a fine mm-hmm. change in the backstory to me. Cause it would have been having the psych magnetron and all, I was waiting for it. Would have been really weird. Um, I thought when she was waking up with the uh, scrolls, she was in it, and it. But it was like not meant to be like a wish granting. It was meant to be like something, and it was like, oh, this is how she. Yeah, something like that. I I was I was completely fine with them changing the the backstory. It it was yes, she. It was a freak accident. Somehow, a human got to be able to absorb the power of the of the stone or the energy from the stone with with it not being an experiment with it just being an explosion but you also yeah. have to remember they haven't gone over her parents yet like they her dad made a brief cameo in the beginning yeah i thought that was interesting yeah i still think they're going to bring up the mother from the comics yeah i think i think so. and i think that's what they're going to use as the explanation for her being able to survive that blast yeah, it'll be a different enough than what was it, Guardians Two, with like, how did Star Lord survive? Oh well, your dad is a planet. He's an entity. He's a, uh, yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, and then with watching a Captain America: The First Avenger, I was like, okay, so I think I got the timeline for the Tesseract. So essentially, the Tesseract was given by, I think, Odin to the people of earth in uh off screen i don't think it was given on screen uh sometime between like 1000 the year 1000 ad and uh i think there was a line in the beginning like it's been here hidden for like hundreds of years since like our king buried with uh buried with the fake one and then red skull gets it so then it's in the possession of hydra until the end of the movie when it sinks to the bottom of the sea and then Howard Stark picks it up and then it's in possession of shield. That's the last we see of it until up until this movie. So now it's at some point, probably I guess in the eighties, she, um, Marvel disguised is somehow given clearance or something like that to use that to work on prog- pro- uh, project Pegasus somehow sneaks it off the planet this like massive energy source and uh, has her secret uh, station in orbit. Yeah. Captain Marvel happens. It's in there until 1995. The cat eats it, hacks it up in the post credit scene, which was funny, but like not like necessary, but I mean, it it did give a plot point of, okay, that's how the Tesseract got back. And then it's in on Nick Fury's desk or sorry, just Fury. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and 
then it's in Shield's possession until Avengers. Yeah, yeah they put it back at Pegasus. The the yeah, because in the first Avengers movie, if you look, that's that's where it's at. Is like the Project Pegasus. So they carry that over in the movies. So there's an interesting, like a nice little way to tie it all together. Yeah, they just they have. It's kind of like you said, they didn't really explain how it changed hands from Tony's dad, Howard Stark, to Marvel. Like, it, you know, it changed hands. It had to change hands by their continuity, but they don't tell you how. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, too, if there was something. I feel like season one or two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had something about the Tesseract, and I still need to watch. Uh, agent Carter. Cause I'm sure there was things on that as well, uh, in regard to the timeline, but I feel that maybe it showed up in one of the other things outside of the movies, but it's just not coming yeah. to mind. It's all good. I mean, there there'll be, there's probably going to be explanation coming out in the future from that. Maybe, maybe even yeah. during end game, they talk about it. Who knows, but we'll see where it goes. Sir. Yeah. Is there anything else that we miss that we should t- be talking about? Not that I could think of. I'm sure maybe like one or two things we'll think of later. But the main things I think were covered. Like, was it a good movie? Yes. Was it great? I think so. Was it amazing? You know, it was it was a really good movie. It would be one that, you know, I, I'd maybe get on like Blu-ray or something like that. I don't think I would go to the theater again to watch it. But I would definitely go at least once. Like, if you're thinking about going, go see it. You'll yeah. enjoy it. It's definitely an enjoyable yeah, it movie. Is. It's not a, it, it yeah. is. I agree. It's a good movie. It's not, if you're hellbent on not seeing it, it's not entirely necessary for Endgame. Yeah, I don't think you need to see it for no. Endgame. It, it, like, you could just read what Captain Marvel's powers are when, when she comes to Endgame, and then you'll be fine. That's all. Yep. So, besides that, anything else we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the what we think this is going to do to end game or the future of Marvel. Uh, we could do that briefly. I think, I think it's going to be, you know, she's going to come back. Obviously it said captain Marvel at the very end will return in end game. And that one mid credit scene was her showing up with the beeper, uh, with the surviving Avengers at the Avengers facility, analyzing the beeper and it stops. And then she disappears. Uh, so I think that's going to happen relatively early in the movie, first 15 minutes or so, maybe 20 minute mark, and that'll uh, you know lead into this major battle or something like that. But she'll definitely have a role in defeating Thanos. Uh, yeah, we've seen her powers. It's very she'll be a formidable uh, enemy to Thanos. So I think that'll be good. Um, that's yeah. That's my take on just her specifically in Endgame. I think you know predictions for Endgame. Oh, that'll be another that, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. But for her specifically, yeah. And then post Endgame, it'll her sequel will either be what happens in between the movies or what happens after Endgame and like the you know her adjusting yeah. again. I say I would say that she'll she'll play. Obviously, she'll play a role. She's one of the bigger heavyweights of the Avengers. I think this, like Feige has said that she is the strongest that they've introduced. He made that quote before Ragnarok. I think Thor is the strongest Avenger than her probably. 
it also depends on what they what they do. Like if they say that she's lost some of her binary powers in, in between the two movies and she's a lot weaker than she was in Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, but she's still strong. She can play a role in fighting Thanos, but she is nowhere near strong enough to beat Thanos on her own. And it wouldn't be a good movie if she was capable of doing that. So she'll figure out like I feel like she'll she'll have some sort of connection to the time stone somehow. And maybe that plays a role into it. But that's about the biggest thing I could see. Like she'll help fight and lead. Like she'll be like the generals cause she's seen so much war, but I, and I, I really think that they're going to set it up to where she's going to be like taking over like captain America's role. Cause I think captain America is going to die and she'll be yeah. the, the general of the Avengers, so to speak. Yeah, I could see that, especially because in the comics, she's definitely in the past like five, six years, especially she's really risen to become a uh, one of the like heads of all of these Marvel characters. Like she does take a strong leadership role. So I could see her her uh, taking over for Cap. It would be a different way. Like, yeah, maybe Bucky is still alive and he takes up the mantle. But then it's like, OK, it's the people that don't want to see Bucky headline a movie. Well, Yes, he's taking over for Cap, or yes, Falcon's taking over whoever, if that happens. But it's like, yeah, she is the role that Cap filled. Or Correct. Had. So, but we'll see. We're going to do whole, a whole sort of special with for Endgame come April time. Yeah, just like we did our special for Captain Marvel. Like, we typically will do, you know, movies, TV, video games like, you know, twice a week, but this was just a nice uh, opening special. No, I agree. So anything else that we got to cover before we head out? No, I mean, uh, if you guys liked listening to us and you liked our, our first episode and this one, you know, let us know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Twitter, we're at nuts podcast one, uh, Facebook and Instagram. We're nuts podcast 22, no periods or anything in between, just, nuts podcast 22 same with twitter just podcast one uh you know our website is linked to all of those so please yes shoot us an email any of that we would love to hear from you yep we're, we're just starting so any feedback that we can get about what you want to see in the future or what you kind of want to see in the show would also be greatly appreciated Yep, definitely. But thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate it. And of course, my name's Joe. Stay nutty. No! My name's Chris. (laughs) Damn you. I'm Chris. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to cut that now. (laughs) No, keep it in! (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Anyway. Stay nutty.